Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 25 through 27 is where we are starting today. Let us hear God's word. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. And I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. And I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will keep my judgments and do them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this time together. Lord, we thank you for your word. And now, Lord, we pray that you will minister to us through your word. Lord, we pray, God, that it will challenge us, that it will change us, and that we will never get over it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we are going to be looking at, uh, did God say that, and did the Bible, or does the Bible teach that, and it, with some of the, what we call sometimes Christianese, kind of that Christian language that we use sometimes with one another, or sometimes with others, and, and, and some of the sayings you may have heard throughout the years, and oftentimes we do hear things like, money is the root of all evil, and we're going to talk about that one. Uh, you may hear other things like, well, everything happens for a reason. And we're going to talk about that. Some of these are not completely wrong, but also they're definitely not completely right. And, and we're going to kind of flesh through some of those. God won't put on you more than you can handle. I had a friend that would tell me that. I said that one, or, or you know, we were talking about that one time. And, all, and that friend said, well, oftentimes when people say that, he says, I, w- I sure wish God didn't trust me so much. Because it sure looks like, feels like he's putting a lot on. But anyway, sometimes you may feel like that. But we're going to talk about uh, that statement uh, at some point during this series and so we're looking we're going to have a good time with this series and but hopefully uh, we're going to come out with some understanding of God's word that maybe we hadn't thought about before and so we're starting with one that maybe you heard at some point well I did this research on it and found out that this statement somebody had thought it might have been Ben Franklin that made this statement or coined this statement actually it was John Wesley, who is the founder of the Methodist movement, and he, it may have been a proverb that was used, uh, you know, like a saying that was used before, but he used it in some of his preaching, some of his teaching and writing, and it is the statement, cleanliness is next to godliness. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Now, some of you may say, well, I have never heard that phrase in my life. And if you're younger than me, there's a good chance you haven't. But if you're about my age or older, maybe at some point in time, you might have heard that statement, cleanliness is next to godliness. Now, John Wesley would have been using that statement uh, in his time in the late 1700s or mid-1700s. He would have been using it to talk about holiness and that kind of cleaning and the cleansing, the cleansing that needs to happen on the inside so that we can live a clean life. And so the way he was using that, now the way it kind of got popular uh, way of using it is oftentimes when people were talking about uh, the neatness of something like my office or whatever, um, the, uh, that, that I oftentimes need help with that and anybody that's seen my office would say that. But, but maybe, you, you, maybe your parents or grandparents may have used 
used that whenever they were encouraging you to clean your bedroom. And uh, we know some folks uh, are better uh, keeping a, n- a nice room, a uh, clean room than others. And, and, and then, or, or some may have been talking about it, about hygiene or things like that, that cleanliness is next to godliness. But, you know, we are a people that talk about being clean. Now, I know whenever we were young, we wanted just like all the kids, they were all like, yep, we play in the dirt, except watching out for fire ants and stuff. We play in the dirt, and then we have to come in and get clean. And oftentimes, I don't know about y'all, but I, not every child loves getting a bath. Amen? Now, I, I'll tell you, the time whenever I really wanted to get clean, uh, I mean, I didn't mind getting dirty or whatever, but the times I really wanted to get go ahead and get clean was after I, I did about a summer or two of barning tobacco. All right? Southeastern North Carolina, it, the tobacco fields everywhere. And, and I did about a summer or two as my summer job of barning tobacco. And I'm telling you, I could not wait to get home and get the tobacco gum off of my skin. Amen. I wanted to get it off of there and, and stuff. And any of you that's worked in tobacco will, will know that. So that's the exception. But we really are, uh, we are a people, a society in the U.S. that like things clean. In fact, a couple of uh, statistics show, according to, this web, uh, according to the website, The Nest, the average family in America in 2017 spent $600 on cleaning products alone. Uh, now, if you multiply that times to the 82.8 million families in the U.S., that means that that year almost $50 billion was, uh, uh, was spent on cleaning products in 2017. Y'all, that's a whole lot of comet right there. Amen? And some of you don't even know what comet is, but that's the good stuff. I mean, that stuff will clean anything. I mean, anything. But, uh, but, but that's a whole lot of cleaning products right there. Uh, another uh, website, Signature Made, said that, um, that in 2015 that the Bureau of Labor Statistics said that the average person over 15 years of age spends 66 minutes a day on cleaning. Uh, which works out to over 24,090 minutes or 16.7 days a year cleaning something, all right? So uh, maybe some more, some less. But anyway, cleaning is a lot. It is important to a lot of people. And don't get me wrong. It's important to me. I love me some good-smelling body wash. I am telling you. know that kind that, like, foams up? Now they have it for men and all, and it just foams and it smells good. Yeah, amen. But anyway, but, but, but. Uh, not that y'all wanted that image, but anyway, the uh, but the Bible does speak a lot about cleanliness. But I want to talk about what it really says about being clean. What did God say about being clean? First of all, is this: God removes our sin so that we can have a clean heart. God does care about cleanliness, but where He really believes that it matters is in the heart, is on the inside. Not on the outside, but on the inside. And and we just did a whole series on the heart, and we talked about it with David uh, being a person after God's own heart, and we talked about how, uh, you know, having a a dancing heart and, and a brave heart and all of that, and then we talked about a repentant heart and how that's how God makes the heart clean. But Jesus talked about being clean on the inside versus the outside. Look, he says in Matthew 23, verse 25, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites! 
Now, that don't sound like nice, nice Jesus to me. Amen? Sometimes Jesus had to get tough. I think we've kind of got this picture that he's just this nice floating around saying, Hey, you did all right? You all right? And all that. But no, he, he, is, uh, no, he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. He's not playing around when he talks about where we need to be clean. And it's inside. It's in the heart. Ezekiel says in 36, 25, Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. And I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Ezekiel prophesies to what Jesus eventually does for each of us, and that is to wash away our sin. Now, the process of Jesus pardoning us and forgiving us is this theological word, 50-cent word, that, that just I want to give you an easy way to remember it. It's called justification. All right, so justification, uh, and, and the easy way to remember this, this is when God forgives us, he pardons us, he washes away our sin, and so that we are placed in a position then that when God looks at us, justification makes it where it is just as if I never sinned. Y'all say that with me, ready? Just as if I never sinned. In other words, whatever you have done, whether it was yesterday, 20 years ago, 50 years ago, is washed away. It is wiped clean. You have a clean slate. You have a clear title. And you are in a position where Jesus sees, God sees us through the blood of Jesus. And we are made clean. That means for us, that means for us this, is that what you did does not have to be who you are. Amen? Somebody came for that statement right there this morning. What you did does not have to be who you are. Because Christ sees us clean through his blood. And that's justification, just as if I never sinned. Listen, Ezekiel says, I cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. That means from all the stains that those sins have left. He is cleansing us fully and freely of all of that. So not only does God remove our sins so that we can have a clean heart, but here's the second part of this. God remakes our heart so that we live a clean life as well. He starts on the inside and cleanses our heart, but then he remakes our heart to where we can live a clean life as well. So it's not just having a clean heart, yes, but it should spill over into a clean life, into a holy life. Listen, Ezekiel 36, verses 26 and 27 says this, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your heart of flesh and give you a heart of flesh out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them all. So God does not just clean us on the inside. He makes it where we can live a new life on the outside. He makes it. Now, this is a different process. A lot of people just call it the same thing or whatever. No, this is a second blessing. This is a second part of the process. This begins, listen, when we are justified, we are placed in a position of righteousness, but then he begins to do the righteousness within it, and it's a process, here's that other word, sanctification. Y'all say that word with me, sanctification. Sanctification, this is when God remakes us from the inside out 
to where sin no longer rules in our life. Not only does he wash us clean of that sin, but then he begins to remake our heart in a way so that we live that out in our life. Now, this is a work of the Holy Spirit. And it, and it has to be done by the Spirit. So, so I, I want us to think about uh, this in this way, all right? Um, I'm going to see what I can do here. All right. So when, when, when we are living in the world, when we, before we give our life to Christ, when, when we are, what, what we're doing, we're living under some assumptions. We're living under some assumptions. And one of those assumptions is saying that we are broken. It's saying that we are broken. One of those assumptions are saying that we are that we're broken, that we do not, and I knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> that there's something wrong with us. We, we're gonna get there. There's something wrong with us, see? And we're, we're, we've, we had that label on us. We, we're believing that in some ways. We're believing that. Because we're broken, we're feeling like we're rejected. We're walking around. We're, we're, we're carrying this around, rejection. And some of you here may have felt that way before. Because we're broken and we're feeling a rejection, then we, 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 tend to, we tend to try to cope with that sometimes, and it ends up being an addiction. And so we're carrying that around as well. And then, with all of that going on in our life, it causes us to just feel dirty. And there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in this world today that are living broken, feeling rejected, Maybe, maybe, maybe feeling rejected by somebody else. Maybe somebody has rejected you. Maybe, maybe, or maybe you're feeling rejected by God. You're coping with it through an addiction. You're feeling dirty and broken. Now, now here's the thing. When we give our life to Christ, we are putting a position of righteousness. That's justification, all right? But we continue, even though he sees us now as perfect, he sees us as righteous, we continue to get tangled in these labels. We continue to get tangled in all of this. And so it takes sanctification. Uh-oh. <laughs> it takes sanctification for the Holy Spirit to begin to do something in our life. It takes sanctification to let us know that we're not rejected. No, we're living a life where we're accepted. We're accepted by God. And because we're accepted by God, we don't have to carry around the rejection any longer. We, we, we start to live a life where we are no longer broken, but sanctification begins to heal us and make us whole by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're made whole. And, and we can carry that label instead of the label of brokenness. And then that addiction, we can be set free. That's where sanctification comes in, y'all. An easy way, it is God setting us free from those things that are tangling us and holding us back. And we're, we're sanctified and, and we're set free. And then, because of that, we're no longer, we don't have to carry that label of dirtiness, dirty no longer. We don't have to carry it with us any longer, which I've already broke away from. From it. Hallelujah. But anyway, and, uh, and we don't have to carry it any longer. Folks, here's the thing. God's sanctifying grace 
takes and makes this who we are. It makes us clean. It sets us free. It makes us whole. And it makes us accepted. And because of that, we don't have to be rejected. We don't have to carry brokenness. We don't have to carry addiction. And we don't have to carry dirtiness any longer. This is who I am in Christ. Hallelujah. Folks, that's available to every one of us today. Today. And you know, this morning, I love it. I love it how Timothy Tennant said it. He said, sanctified people still sin. So if you're thinking this means that we never mess up, uh uh-uh. He says, sanctified people still sin. However, the difference is that in the life of the sanctified person, sin becomes your permanent enemy instead of, and no longer is your secret lover. Oh, hallelujah. That's good stuff. Amen? Amen. Man, that's so good. I wish I had thought of it. Amen? Amen. And that's what he wants to do for each and every one of us today. That's who he is for each and every one of us today. And at communion, It is the perfect time because Christ said, I am with you in a special way. That's why he said, do this until I come again. Because it's that Holy Communion. He is with us in a special kind of way that his grace. Maybe there's some of us here this morning as we step forth. And we're actually going to do communion like we used to do it pre-COVID. Now, if you're not comfortable with that yet, we still have. Hallelujah. Somebody's happy on that. Amen. you're not comfortable with that, we still had the little presets and, and they're going to be at every column. So, I mean, every open, every service station, whatever station, amen. Communion's not service station. <laughs> anyway, every communion station. So, so you'll be able to take those if, if you want to do it by that. But we're going to also be doing by intention. We've got gluten-free. If you need gluten-free, you'll come to the very front. Just whichever column you're in, we have gluten-free. Come to this left side on the very front. But here's the thing, folks. And you know you don't have to be a member here or a member anywhere to, to come to communion. This table's open for all. God's table. It's not my table. Not Pastor Kim's table. Not Pine Valley's table. It's God's table. It's open to everybody here. But here's what I want you to do. As we step forth this morning to come to whichever station. And there's one for each kind of section that we have. But as we step forward to come to each station. Maybe you're here this morning. And, and, and you just need to say, I'm stepping forward. And I want that first step of justification. I want that first blessing. I I no longer want to live for me. I I want to give my life to Christ. Maybe that's your step forward this morning as you're stepping forward. Or maybe you're a Christian. Maybe you follow Christ, but you know that, oh, you know that, that you're still carrying around some of those labels. You're still carrying around rejection. You're still carrying around addiction. You're still carrying around uh, brokenness. You're still carrying around dirtiness. And you say, Tim, I want to be filled with the Spirit in such a way. I want to be baptized, immersed by the Holy Spirit in such a way that, I, that I, I, I'm going to live and that, that sin's going to be my public enemy and no longer my secret lover. And I want to live for Him. So that as He cleans me, cleanses, cleans me on the inside... I'll live a clean life for him on the outside. Maybe that's you. And as you come this morning, I pray that that's exactly what happens. So let's pray. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for this table of grace.
Lord, whatever is the need this morning in our lives, whether it is just to give our life to you for the first time or maybe, Lord, rededicate our life to you or just to be nurtured by this table, by, by, your, by your holy meal this morning, Lord, or maybe it's to, be, to live a sanctified life and to ask for God's grace and help with that, Lord. Whatever it may be this morning, Lord, I pray that it begins to happen in us today. And as we step out, Lord, let it be our one step that we need to take so that we can be who you've called us to be and that we can leave these labels back and live under the wholeness and the freedom that you give. In Jesus' name, amen.